This is the Elkham Strength Podcast, episode 16, with Austin Elkham and Greg Ebosher. I take as my guide the hope of a saint. In crucial things, unity. In important things, diversity. In all things, generosity. That's a quote from President George W. Bush, who obviously was the first president I remember having in my lifetime. Um, and he is well remembered for how he handled 9-11 and the great leadership he showed through that trying time with our country. And um, that quote is the start of our second to last habit that we'll be discussing, um, synergy. So this is Habit 6 from the book of The Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And the chapter is pretty much tying together all the other habits that we've discussed. Yeah, and it... The whole point of this chapter and the whole point of this book is like you like it always goes back to like you have to have yourself figured out and he's he's talking about you you're finally getting to a point to where now you have your you have your life figured out and you're able to bring this to other people's lives and you're able to bring this with other people because this mm-hmm. whole point is synergy like one plus one equals three mm-hmm. um but you can't do that if you're in a mindset of one, you need to focus on yourself first, so that one plus one doesn't equal even two a lot of times if you don't have yourself figured out. That one plus one is gonna equal like zero because mm-hmm. you're subtracting. Uh, and he's talking about you need to bring something to the table and you need to be able to help this person get into the right mindsets. And to do that, you need to fix yourself first. Mm-hmm. Sure, absolutely. And um, synergy, as we'll discuss later, is what one plus one is more than two yeah so we can go to the book to how he describes it and synergy simply defined it means what the whole that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts it means that the relationship which the parts have to each other is a part in and of itself it is not only a part but the most catalytic catalytic the most empowering the most unifying and the most exciting and he's talking about here the whole is greater than the sum of its parts one plus one equals three or more Mm -hmm. right which is mathematically incorrect. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg and I were discussing the podcast yeah. before. Greg's like, that's bullshit. One plus one equals two. Yeah. <laughs> but I get the message of what they're trying to say because I feel like the, definitely the places I've experienced this the most is in the football locker room. Yeah. Um, and I've seen how we had it in college and I feel like we had it in high school and now I work in a company where I feel like there is no synergy and it's it's everyone is an individual no one's working together um well people are but it's just not you're not getting the maximum benefit as if um as if as we did we were able to get out of it in the football locker room yeah that, we didn't discuss that before but i, I really like that point is because it's a bunch of us like average dudes that were able to take on yeah. a lot of dudes that were way better than us i yeah. just thought about like that's yeah. the total definition of what this chapter is about is a bunch of guys coming together of like yeah. Greg and I coming together and we should be too, but because we work together we put everything right. you know. That's a really good point. I like that. Yeah. We 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 played teams in the playoffs that we athletically, teams. yeah, we should not have played with. And right. It worked that way. Yeah, it did. We're I mean, even within our conference, I would say too, like Saint John's has definitely had some dudes that were considerably more athletic than we were on, on an individual like man for man basis but I feel like the love we had for each other and as he says later on in the book the genuine love and um, oh man well we'll get to the quote later but the genuine love really helped uh, helped us develop synergy and create a product that was greater than 
um, the individuals on our team, for sure. Yeah. So we're going back to the book. It may seem as if you're casting aside habit too, to begin with the end in mind. But, in fact, you're doing the opposite. You're fulfilling it. You're not sure where you engage with synergistic communication. You're not sure when you engage in synergistic communication, how things will work out, or what the end will look like. But you do have an inward sense of excitement and security and adventure, believing that it will be significantly better than it was before. And that is the end that you have in mind. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's basically having enough trust in yourself that you know if you're going on the path and you have to create that path. But if you know if you're on this path, like it's going to lead to something better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Almost like popping your own bubble, like getting rid of that security. And it's like a false sense of security. Like you think it's just, if I just stay here, I'm going to be safe and I'm going to be able to go. But the reality is like you need to, be able to have a sense in yourself of knowing that's not true, you know, and it's tough. It's really tough to like look down and be like, this isn't the truth. Like that's not real. Right. Yeah. You're right. Um, that, that, that like a, where we've always got to be kind of pushing that envelope, right? You have to be walking that line between, between further development and failure because you don't want to be pushing yourself to too much failure because that's not going to be good. But you also, you don't want to fall into the other habit of just, never pushing forward and just being secure like like you said that's and that's something that you just see in the corporate world all the time like these people who go to work for these corporations the number one reason why they do it that i've talked to and i'm not trying to judge people because definitely definitely certain people have are much more um inclined to to uh to to live like a safer lifestyle and Mm -hmm. to take orders from a boss and to kind of that's like where they should be and where they belong in life. But like the number one thing that those people want is security. That's what I've gotten when I've talked to those people um, at my work. It's just, they just, they had a family, they had kids and they just wanted job security, job security, job security. So you said you didn't want to judge, but um, in this book, he almost says basically you should judge these people. So it's interesting. I want to know kind of your thoughts on this going into this because he he talks about like these people – uh, and I want to say, like, these people, like, it's a different subset. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. not trying to segregate like yeah. that, but it's weird. But he's like, you need to fix yourself so you're able to basically bring these people up with you because mm. even though they feel like they want that security, they feel stuck. Yeah. So the thought process there of, are those people, do those people really need that? And are those those people or do they feel stuck inside and they're right. just doing it? Because, again, it's safe and nobody's there to help them pop that bubble. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely think that a lot of people, in my opinion, I definitely think people are, it's not what they're inclined to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they need someone to pop the bubble. So, I mean, I try to kind of bring that a little bit. Like, yeah. when they ask, what'd you do this weekend? You know, I tell them all the stuff I'm trying to do. And and they usually look at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, and I was try like, the other day I was talking to a salesman who's been there been with the company for 30 years it's like geez man um and he was like what'd you do this what'd you do uh over the weekend i was like you know i had practice with my band and he's like oh you're in a band and he's like yeah it's like man i was thinking about trying to learn how to play guitar the guy's like 60 like yeah and i just encouraged him for i stopped and fit for about 15 minutes i kept telling him like yeah pick it up your guitar go pick up the guitar learn learn like try it and he would give you like give try to give me an excuse and I said no like do it yeah make it happen you know and just little things like that 
to try and bring bring people up and 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 uh, and make it just make it better, you know. And I feel like when you live your life in the manner that you are supposed to be living your life, you bring everyone else up around you instantly. Yeah, and it, they just it's kind of like they see it, it and yeah. they sense it and they're like, "Okay, now I want to do that." Yes. I, I think we're seeing it with like I, like our entire friend group I feel like yeah. is doing that in some regard it's like yeah. one person sees this person doing it and then like they, they gotta elevate their game and none of it's like competitive yeah. like you know like it's not like a, oh it is though I don't know it's not like to the point of to me it's not like to the point of football to where like oh, yeah. somebody's pushing me I'm like nah bro like that's not happening like we're gonna take this yeah. to where Almost now, it's, and I don't want to be like a sellout, but it's like synergistic to where it is, you know, like we bring it together and like uh-huh. it's leading to something bigger yeah. total for all of us. Yeah, like for sure. Because football is so tough because it's it's so cutthroat and like you want to get on the field. Like me and you, we're competing for spots in college. Yeah. So that's the end of the line. And like I wanted that spot and you wanted that spot. You got it. So it's. Oh well, Wait, but yeah, yeah. Well, close enough. Close but enough. either way, um, the but like now it's because we all kind of have different markets that we're in or different things we're doing. But it's yeah, like you said, it's just it is different. But it, it's just everyone's just kind of building each other all the time. It's very hard to describe. I'm struggling to come up with the words. But it, it, I think it's it's really like. Powerful. It is. This is something that, but I wanted to bring up this point. I just thought about this now when you brought this up is like, is security the best option? And is that a right option for somebody? Because to me, like we're shaking our heads no at that, but my goal is to try and work on my communication style. Like we'll see later in the talking about the gas and the break is I think a lot of times I live my life, like everybody should see it the way I see it. Yeah. But to me, like when I really break that down, it's like, is that realistic for everybody? Yeah. Like I want it to be because to me that feels right, but is that the right way? You yeah. know, does that make sense? Like not, yeah. I don't know if everybody can be their own thing and do their own brand. Right. But I feel like they should be able to, you know, and I want to yeah. inspire as many people that want to do that as they can, you know, right. that's why I was, you said that it was interesting to me. Yeah. And that's why I was like saying, I don't think I should judge people, but I'm, I'm with you though. Like I think... I also, but I also do feel like there's people who are good cogs. Like my mom, maybe, maybe not though. See, this is that's because like your mom, my, yeah, my mom is the was ultimate. a cog. I don't cogs sound so bad to call her mom a cog. No, but, but I know what you mean. But like the ultimate, yeah. like people pleaser, the ultimate, like, like I'm just gonna do this, and like I love following orders, and I love just exactly doing. That's, but and that's and that's good. You need people like that. Yeah, but I think. In my mom's situation, it's just because she what she didn't have a good enough like foundation almost to say like that isn't what she wanted. And like finally, uh-huh. and my dad's very like loud. You should do this. You <laughs> should do this. So like he's like he pushed her to finally like hey like stop doing something you don't like and start doing this. And it's like she started up the garden thing, which is you know so cool. And it was it was awesome to see her do it because it's nothing she probably would have ever done on her own. It was just yeah. my dad's the complete opposite of like. He needs probably a little bit more of that, like, reel it back in. But he's just yeah. like, if you don't like it, don't do it. And then, like, just go forward with that. That's but. sick. I didn't know that your dad was like that. I, I'm only interaction I really have with your dad is Facebook. But <laughs> that's – so your dad was the one who was, like, pushing your mom? Didn't make oh, a lo- in, a lot of, in a lot of parts of life. It, it, really? It's, it's, a, it's a cool relationship because my mom's the one that – my mom is the mom. Like, she yeah. takes care of everybody, like – 
reins everybody in and makes sure everybody behaves. And my dad's kind of like the wild stallion of like, he does too many things he probably shouldn't do, but yeah. like, he's like pushing my mom into that envelope. And like, the more I start to realize that relationship, I'm like, it's pretty cool to watch. Is like, uh-huh. she's finally doing it. Uh, she like, when she was, when she was having me, she had me, she dropped out of college to like basically have me. My dad was the one like, go freaking get your degree and like, go get your master's degree and go do all this. And like, just having somebody to push her and having like, she's all the brain, she's all the talent. My dad's all the, yeah, (laughs) go do it, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Wow. That's interesting. Cause my parents are similar. My dad is the one who is just very brash and loud and risk-taking and my mom is not like my mom (laughs) is very polite nice and um like not a big risk taker at all Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting it's that combination of chaos and order yeah right right two different ways of bringing it in yeah all right back to the book many people have not really experienced even a moderate degree of synergy in their family life or their other interactions they've been trained and scripted into defensive and protective communications or into believing that their life or other people can't be trusted as a result they have never really opened up to habit six and to these principles this represents one of the greatest strategies tragedies and waste in life because so much potential remains untapped completely underdeveloped and underused ineffective people live day after day with unused potential they experience synergy only in small, rare ways in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this goes back to your almost 3M point of people that are stuck and they never really experience this. So they don't feel open. They don't feel like secure enough to be like, I want to push a company in this way. I want to do this. Like these are my ideas because everything's like that rat race of people doing their job, yeah. just doing their like simple task and never really opening up and fulfilling their potential, fulfilling their dreams. Right. Yeah. Um, agreed. Like it's, it's people kind of fall into the, the security of the system and, and the system's like really hard to break because it's so set in stone and it kind of has to be like, if you have a company of 90,000 people, like there's a, in order to keep things running, you need to have, procedures that are set in stone like that so it doesn't really allow for much creativity to manifest which is tough to see yeah and but our next quote is going to cover basically like anything great that's ever started has started by doing something like that you know right and you're you're absolutely right like you have to be willing to take a step out of the comfort and in the chaos or the comfort and on the order to into the chaos because otherwise like what we're going to go over in the book but like you're just you're you're going to just leave if you don't do it anything that's how something bad's going to happen is if you don't take that step well that's the this is the freaking quote i fell in love in with is no tree can go to heaven if its roots don't reach down to hell mm-hmm. and i think that like is totally true is like <laughs> if you're just going to live your life never like expanding down to like that chaos that deepness of like what life could be you know and that mm-hmm. like holy shit moments in your life if you never really do that like your tree is never gonna ever grow up you know you're just gonna be that little shrub your right. entire life you know so you really have to delve deep into hell or that chaos into those things that you're like you get to a point in your life of like holy shit like what's our next move like that scared you know that mm-hmm. un unsecure feeling yeah you know that's right man that's where like you that's where you find out where you are like who you are where you are who you are what you want to become and yeah. then that's where your tree is able to grow up from what it was right because it has those roots to support it and knows yeah. who you are yeah. deep down 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. And like, you know, too, like you never want that. Once yeah. you've been there, like you never want to be there and you never want to be there. And so you're going to do anything you can to like kind of get out of there. It's, it's also seems like it's just kind of a, it's, it seems like it's a never ending cycle too. It's like you may, you make some progress in one area of your life and then it's, but like you, in other areas, like you might fall into that hell and you got to just keep going. Like you got to just keep chopping wood and keep trying to find a way out of the hell you're in all the time. Yeah. And I think one re one thing I've noticed there is yes, you fall behind in other, like, like you said, it's a constant process, uh, like the mountain valleys type thing. But to me, your valleys become so much lower because your mountains mm -hmm. are so much higher. I mean, you yeah. still, as long as you're active, actively pursuing it actively on this path, you're mm -hmm. taking steps, you're still going to fail. You're still going to experience yeah. these things, but those failures are going to be so much less and you're able to stop it. You're able to realize it. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if you get to a mountain and then you just decide to say, fuck it, like I'm on this mountain, I can place it, and then you're going to crash to whatever valley you take yourself to. So I'm not saying like once you reach a certain point, you'll never go down to another yeah. valley again. Like that's not true. You see successful people all the time, like depression right. and those type of things. I'm saying if you're continuing on this path, you're still going to fail. Like you said, it's that constant process of, Right. Like you're pushing and then that one part of your life is struggling. You hit that little valley. Right. But again, you're going to realize that and then push back up. And then those valleys aren't as low as what they originally were before yeah. you started pursuing any of this. Right. Yeah, you're definitely right. Right. Because you, and they're never that low for a lot of reasons. Like it's, you know how to handle it. You know, um, and usually can, you can provide a remedy much quicker and much easier. Yeah. And another thing I want to talk about there is like the perspective of all of it is mm -hmm. like, if you're able to really like in the moment that Valley sucks, but if you were able to take like yeah. step back and realize like, Oh, this is a Valley. Like <laughs> this is what a Valley used to be. Like yeah. to me, that's, I mean, that's things like when I, I've had valleys recently, like I look back at it and I'm like, I'm like this sucks in a moment. And like one of the strongest things for me is like taking that step back and realizing like, dude, you were here. And now like your valley is here, which this valley still sucks. And like, yeah, yeah I get that. But like, look how far you've come and like the yeah. process you're making and the progress you're making, continue to push on. And like, right. eventually you're going to get out of that valley. Yeah. That's a thing. Like, that's a thing. That's a, that's a key. That's just been huge for me is realizing that like, there is a way of acting in the world that it's, if you do it, like it is, things are going to work out. Yeah. Like that is the, the truth, right? Like that has been a huge realization for me. I I always kind of thought of myself as like when things didn't go my way, I was kind of I used to always think, why not? Like, what did I do wrong? Or um, what happened to me? Yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah, what happened to me? But like, there is a way forward, man. Yeah, there is. Like, and there's action. There's right action in every situation. Well, we talked about this last week. Is like maybe it's not the world. Maybe it's you. Yeah. Because of the mindset of if it's not that way, like yeah. what? Like what? If it is the world, you have no control over your life. And what are you gonna do? To me, I was extremely uneducated in a lot of this. Uh, probably up until like even a year ago. I didn't do any reading on this. I didn't do it. So I was very much in that mindset of yeah. like. A valley would hit me and I would just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. and I yeah. know the just like insight <laughs> yeah. of looking into like yeah. all the steps that led there. Like it was yeah. super, like this, I mean, this is probably a guy thing. Like girls probably are like, you guys are idiots. Like yeah. look at this path. But like me, I was like, 
fuck like where'd that come from like that was out of the, like left field and like yeah, now yeah. i like i like look back at those failures i'm like you're an idiot yeah, dude man. like that was like yeah. six months in the building clear just, as like, day like you're walking on thin ice yeah and you're cracking it and yeah. you're like oh i fell through how'd that happen like, <laughs> yeah come on dude no doubt about it yeah. but and it goes back to the point of like that's how you're able to fix it now because now you're able to take look at your life and really realize yeah, you're man. able to go into the hell of your life like yeah. you suck at this this part of your life is bringing up these shitty things in your life. Let's maybe fix that. Otherwise, you're going to start walking on this thin ice. That's been super powerful for me. Is like, yeah. tell myself, I, like, I don't not like, want to be a downer, but like, realize there's points in your life you can improve upon. You All the time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That was, a good, that was a good tangent. Good tangent. Back to the book. And we preface this point and talked about it a little bit, but I want to read his words. As I think back to on many consulting and executive educational experiences, I can say that the highlights were almost always synergistic. There was usually an early moment that required considerable courage, perhaps an extreme, perhaps becoming extremely authentic and confront, confronting some inside truth about the individual or organization or the family, which really needed to be said, but took a combination of considerable courage and genuine love to say it. Then others became more authentic, open, and honest, and the synergistic communication process began. It usually became more and more creative and ended up in insights and plans that no one had anticipated initially. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, it goes back to the point of you're never going to do something great. And we, we just ranted about this. We never do something great if you don't put yourself out there. If you don't take that huge first leap, mm -hmm. you know, you don't take that first step. We talk about it all the time. You don't lay that first break. You don't do these things. It's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, yeah, you're never gonna get anywhere if you don't take the initial step. Um, another part that I just wanted to highlight too is how he said his greatest enjoyments have come from like synergy, which I think is another testament to like how badly you need other people, the other people, yeah. um, and how like that's where you will find the most meaning in your life is through struggle with other people. With other, and it's not even close. It's not even close. They're like um, we we were talking about this before is like the community aspects for so many people is so important because of this like because mm -hmm. deep down all of us know like those individual things don't matter the only reason those individual things matter is if it brought up the community in some way or you found a way to bring it to the community mm -hmm. you know like exactly yeah and that's like been that's been like humanity's one of our big um um psychological and physiological adaptations that's really helped us to thrive is like the the enjoyment we get from helping each other out like the dopamine kick i think we get from helping each other out is the highest dopamine kicks recorded or something mm. like that i can't point you to the study but i just remember he hearing about that the other day like it's it's so important i like it yeah and this is uh, another thing that we were going to cover with this is this is the good side of it um how about the, the opposite side of this is like if you're never all the bad things in your life happen that dragon that those snakes out of your garden come out when you're not paying attention to these things and you're not being synergistic and you're focused on yourself and you're not really attacking these genuine like feelings with other people right yeah right you uh that's when the the dragon comes and eats you right yeah that it's just like that dragon that problem that thin ice those snakes like they're yeah. there and you're just deciding like actively to ignore them dude that was my literally my college academic career was that like i put off what i wanted to do i never thought about it never thought about it never thought about it and i was like 
I'll just do this and whatever. It'll all work itself out. And then when I graduated, there's the ice sheet just shattered yep. down into water. What the hell am I going to do for the next 50 years of my life? Mm-hmm. What is my sacrifice going to be? It was, And then I thought for like the first couple months, I was like, what? Like, how did this happen? Like, I thought this was all going to work out. And then again, looking in hindsight, it's like, well, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And to me, your failure was academics. Mine was in any relationship that I had, you yeah. know, like with people. It was just like, I never, I've, I'm, I want to blame it on a Minnesota nice thing, but it's not, you know, like owning that is just yeah. like, I never want to confront or like, everything was like, oh, it's not that bad, you know, like, or, yeah. oh, that's not really a problem or, oh, you know, and literally every single time in any relationship that like mattered type thing, it turned to do something that dragon turned into something so much bigger than what it had to be. Yeah. If you just said what needed to be said, Initially. you know, yeah. and that's, and that's another thing why even with athletes, you know, just like say it, you know, like say what yeah. you mean and mean it, um, and owning up to it and attack that dragon. And it's so yeah. much more powerful to attack that dragon and slay it when it's small Rather than waiting for that dragon that is guarding your entire layer and you have no control, you know, and yeah. you can never take down that dragon. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, attack them. I love that. Being aggressive overcomes fear, too. I, I, got, a, I got that from Jocko and Jordan Peterson. That, that podcast, that's the greatest podcast of all time, too. Yeah. Have you ever listened to that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the greatest podcast I've ever heard. Um, but yeah, it's like when you got to just aggressively attack the dragons. Like anything you fear in life. Just attack the shit out of it. And then usually, what I found is, like, the dragons aren't usually that bad. Yeah. And and I love attacking it, too. But doing anything but just actively ignoring it and yeah. feeding it, too. You know, just yeah. any small step to not just, like, that's that, you know, like, yeah. that Minnesota nice thing of, like, that problem's not actually there. You know, just, like, own up to it a little bit. Be like, hey. that's That was one. I love Jordan Peterson's point about that is, like, that's such a you think you're doing the world a favor, but you're not. And basically all you're, you're basically, he's basically saying you're being a pussy is like what you're doing is you're not able to be strong enough in yourself to admit your own weakness. You're just trying to say everything's great because if you say everything's not great, there's a reason for everything not being great. And that's either an addictment on the person you want to have that relationship with or in like it's on yourself, you know? So he's like owning that. He's like in some regard, the world isn't as great as you see it and you're not strong enough to own up to that. So you're just blinding yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. And I read I it. I was that. like, Oh, that's yeah. true. Like yeah. this dude is like just reading into like what it used to be, you know? And that's, <laughs> but like once you realize it, it's so powerful. It is. Oh, I love how he comes at you for not being strong enough to take on the problem. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it just, I mean, it goes back. Like, I think that's why he gets along with Jocko so well, you know, it's like the extreme ownership is like, yeah. Again, you can blame it on the world, you can blame it on other things, but how about you just solve every single problem you can yourself and yeah. realize like that's all your problems, you know, like if you're just fixing yourself and actively doing this, like yeah. you're going to solve the problems that you think aren't solvable, the problems that you yeah. think the world are causing you, like you just look at them and dude, realize. I wrote, dude, this is, this was tough, man. I want to do it again because I don't think I put enough time to it, but I, for like 30 minutes one day, I sat down and just wrote out my fault and like mm-hmm. where I suck. Yeah. And I haven't looked at it since I did it a while ago and I've been just, I've been putting it off cause like, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. And like, cause it sucks. Like it, 
to actually look at yourself and see where you're stuck and where you're messing up is like hard to take. Yeah. And this one thing I don't want people to think is like when we talk about this, and I, I'm, I'm writing a blog post about this, is like I talk about like a lot of issues and stuff like that I have because it almost it helps me realize that I have these issues because uh-huh. I'm a very much like you're the shit type dude and you're like, you know, like you're pushing forward and like you're yeah. making like, you're, th- I have that like confidence almost and like ego, yeah. you know, it's totally just ego and I have that. Yeah. And I need to, like, I act like, like you said, you wrote it, but like I actively write about it on Instagram all the time of these, like just shitting on myself basically. Yeah, you do. And like, I don't want like people to like shit, like read that wrong, but like I need to do it because it's almost therapy for myself to realize like, Hey bro, like you have these problems. This is where you came from. You still have yeah. this stuff. You need to fix it because the rest of it is just like BDE, you know, yeah, like that big, yeah, <laughs> that big energy yeah. that you're bringing to the table. And yeah. like, I need to remind myself that you need to balance the both and you need to right. bring yourself back to center, you yeah. know? Right, right. I'm definitely on the other end of the spectrum where I don't think highly of myself enough of the time. Like, I, I'm starting to much more so than I ever have in in most recent couple months, but like, still not as much as I should. I'm not as... I hate saying confident because that's bullshit. Like, confidence is bullshit. Competence is, competence is what breeds confidence. Like, and I'm a very competent person, and I know that. But I need to just kind of trust that more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, rather than stuff, I don't need to worry. I shouldn't, uh, shouldn't get so down on myself. The things I'm not. I mess up on you know yeah to to brood over the sins that i have like that's not good either yeah you need to acknowledge them you need to work on them but you don't want to just sit there and then that's that's exactly the point yeah. i was bringing up is like i i don't want it to get like feel like these people i you know exactly that point of <laughs> you shouldn't just sit there and like mope about it yeah i write about it and i do it because it helps me because i'm the exact opposite you know like yeah. so i need to do that for myself i need to not i don't want to say shit on myself but it's almost a little bit of that is like being honest with myself yeah. and like doing that. And I need a little bit of that, but I don't want people that are struggling in their life to be like, well, he's doing this. Maybe I should shit on myself. And then like, they don't have that. And exactly. to bring them out of that yeah. hole. I also like you have a little community too, to help bring you up on Instagram, which is kind of cool. Like you have what you got a thousand followers right, or something like that. And just people that, well, and that's one thing I like is just being able to communicate with people and, I, one powerful thing for me is like, if you're real with people, people are going to be real with you, mm-hmm. you know? So like, don't, don't be fake or you're going to get fake back. And mm-hmm. I, I've experienced that in my life. Of like, mm-hmm. if you're fake and you put fake out there, that's who you're going to attract. That's who you're going to bring into your life. That's everything you're going to get from people. And you're never going to be able to be honest with people. That's, yeah. that was one of Peterson's, again, coming back to this chapter, I read. I, I freaking love this chapter. He was saying, you can learn so much about people if you're just, talking to them and being honest with them, you know, yeah. he's like, people want to tell you their stories. People want to like give their deep, dark secrets. Like people want to hide those, but, and as long as you, you're not fake with them and they can tell you're not fake with them, it's going to be mm-hmm. a much more open conversation. Yeah. And you'll be able to get a lot more and get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the book. Yeah. Good tan tangent number two. Yeah. We're rolling. Back to the book. Once people have experienced real synergy, they never, they are never quite the same again. They know the possibility of having such other mind-expanding adventures in the future. Often attempts are made to recreate a particular synergistic experiment, 
but this seldom, seldom can be done. However, the essential purpose behind creative work can be recaptured. Like the Far Eastern philosophy, we seek not to imitate the masters, rather we seek what they sought. We seek not to imitate past creative synergistic experiences, rather we seek new ones around new and different and sometimes higher purposes. Dope, Dope quote. Yeah. So I'm going to say it again because I messed it up a little bit. We seek not to imitate the masters, rather we seek what they sought. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is so Love true this. in so many aspects of life. Like yeah. we mentioned, we in our pre-talk, we talked about this. Is like success leaves clues. But if you're trying to be somebody else, you're not going to be successful. Yep. You're going to be a shadow. And you're going to be capping what's, yourself. What's this quote up here right now? And There's a quote in the gym that says, if you're not the star of your own story then you're a role player in someone else's. Yeah. Right. I, I love that quote too. Like Me too. that it's true though. Like if you're yeah. not taking control and you're not leading your story, you're that clog, you know, yeah. like you're just that supporting cast, like mm-hmm. take control. Don't let life happen to you. Like happen to life, man. happen to life and make a point out of it. Yeah. Hey, like life isn't like, God damn, you have 90 years. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Edward, <laughs> 20 like three years in like let's go like let's go we got in the last probably like i don't know like when you're 70 80 like yeah you're not gonna be able to do all that much yeah so let's freaking gas pedal baby let's go even though we're gonna cover not gas pedal but yeah gas pedal baby like yeah i'm i'm flooring this fucking thing i'm flooring it right now i'm burning hard and i'm gonna i'm gonna burn it until i'm Dude, I want to be squatting 400 pounds when I'm 60. Like, let's go. (laughs) And just make it happen. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I'm going to come back to the quote a little bit because I think we got into a little tangent. But, like, we seek not to imitate the masters, rather we seek what they sought. Yes. And this is this is not trying to be that clone, you know? like Exactly. Trying to get something from that cute, like, that success leaves clues. Trying to get those clues and trying to build yourself up through those. So, Mm -hmm. uh, this is, I'm getting back to Pearson, but... You don't have to learn every, like the whole point of history is so you don't have to learn every mistake brand new. Mm-hmm. Like take what other people have talked, take from this podcast, take from our failures, take from every single other person's failures and learn from it, but don't copy it. Mm-hmm. Don't copy that path. Like you're, you're never going to be yourself. You're not going to fulfill yourself if you're not going on that path. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. learn from it. Avoid what we can help you avoid, but you're not going to avoid everything. Mm-hmm. And if you're avoiding everything, you're not going in that chaos. You're not learning who you are, you know, mm-hmm. like. I don't know. You're never going to reach your full potential. Exactly. Yeah. Um, perfect. Well said. And I'd like to add on to that too. Um, in addition to not becoming your own person, like Austin said, um, like the masters are seeking truth and fulfillment. Like that should be your ultimate goal. Always. Like it's not to imitate what he's doing or to follow exactly what he's doing word for word. Like, cause that's not what he's doing. You know, yeah. He is looking for truth and fulfillment. Like, that's the way forward. That's the life. That's the goal. So, like, that's where you want to go. Like, that should be the focus always on everything. Is like, focus on, focus on the path. Focus on what God is calling you to do for your life. Focus on what you can do for the people of the world that you will provide the greatest good. Oh, I love this, dude. I was listening. I was driving down to. Well, this past weekend, I was driving out to visit my friend in his new lake house, and um, was listening to a lecture um, on the ride down, and it was said, "What?" The question was like, "What should I do with my life?" He said, 
look at the world, see the amount, the most amount of suffering that you're willing to bear and bear it and do that. That'll give your life the most meaning. That'll give your life fulfillment. That'll give you, that'll be everything to you, you know, like that's the way forward. It's like bear the suffering, bear your cross, work hard and make the people around your life better. Like that's the way forward, you know? I, I, that was an awesome way of communicating yeah. the the process-based path. Yes. Because if you're, I, I, I love that, that was an awesome way to put it is, again, it comes down to process and results. If you're looking at that person, you're trying to become that person, you're thinking of results. Right. You're thinking of that end, yeah. like, picture of the money, yeah. the fame, whatever you're trying to be. Right. To where, again, that person, that's not how that person got there. That person got there, that person's elite because he was focusing on the process. He was focused on discovering, focused on solving a problem, focused on the climb. Right. You know, I, that, that was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, good, very good. Back to the book. And this is, uh, this is more of a story, but it, he's, here he's bringing up, after World War II, um, the United States like head general brought together all these super important people to talk about how to avoid problems and kind of the path forward for the United States. Um, and for three weeks, he brought all these super powerful people together and they are all super like driven and like they want to solve this problem. And he didn't let them touch the problems that they were supposed to be attacking. What he had them do is he had these people get to know each other, their interests, their hopes, their goals, their concerns, their backgrounds, their frame of reference and their sight, like how they see the world. Mm. And he was talking about how this was so powerful because then when there was an issue, and they realized, they, they basically built up that, that emotional bank, that, that mm. uh, respect for each other to where if that person saw an issue and I didn't see that issue, the other successful person's like, this person's super successful, this person is super powerful, like why is he seeing this problem? And they cook it rather than the defensive communication pathway of like, that's, that's dumb, that person does, that sees that problem, that's not a real problem, to mm. realizing there's probably something there that I can take from this and hopefully we can go forward and solve this. Yeah. So he's basically, one of the power, like biggest things I took from that is like take one step backwards, build that foundation with everybody mm -hmm. rather than just trying to shoot forward and rush it and then everything falls apart or you don't, maybe you saw something but it's not as good as it could be and other people are getting left behind. Yeah, right. I love how, it, and this is military people too, like these guys are tough guys. And, yeah. And <laughs> like, I think it gives you once you kind of can understand where someone's coming from, it allows you to see, like you said, see perspective a lot better. And and it, you don't make such rash judgments when someone disagrees with you. Like, and then once you know them and you see how they're making their decisions, like it allows you to have a lot more respect for those decisions and kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing, right? Yeah. And it, it, that way you're not as judgmental and you can make a better path, right? Like you said. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot of just not, I mean, it comes down to just understanding, like when all communication, all the coaching books that I've read is like, really understand that person. So I'm gonna go into coaching a little bit is like, there's a lot of athletes and I need to, I have totally shifted my mindset. It's like, I, I was always the athlete that like, go, go, go. And like, I need to go 100%, 150% to be able to get better for the sport. Yeah. And like 90% of people aren't that, you know, like that's not their mindset. and it bugged me when I was a player and like when I became a coach, I realized like I needed to communicate with these players in a different way. Like they're not me, mm -hmm. you know, but they, they have a passion. They have a reason for doing this. They're still showing up to work. 
how can we get into what they're doing? You yeah. know, getting the communication, taking that step backwards of maybe just not yelling at them day one and getting maybe that extra set of squats done or that time, taking that step backwards and spending the time to communicate with them, talk with them, realize what we're doing and why we're doing it. Right. So we can take four steps forward towards the end of the cycle, end of the program to where they trust it, they're doing it for a purpose within themselves right. and they're pushing themselves way harder. Right, yeah, definitely. Um, I think you've done a good job of it too, because like, the, the buy-in of of the guys and of the people who have bought into the program has been, it's been really good. And yeah. I feel like and we've got a wide spectrum of people who come to the gym. Yeah. You know, different fitness levels, different fitness goals, different, um, just, yeah. And you've been able to coach them up all pretty well. Which has been, and this is like, I've actually talked to a lot of coaches, like they're, they're, and I'm not trying to like ego boast myself or whatever, but like they've been impressed with the culture I've been able to build with being like such a young age compared to these guys, you know, like they're basically my same age or I'm a couple years older right. and other coaches like, we don't have this. Like, what is this? What is this? And I'm like, I, it's nothing crazy. It's taking your time to talk to your freaking people, you know, yeah. like talking to them and understanding them. Right. You know, a lot of coaches, they, they write a workout sheet up. Yeah. And then as soon as the guys get in, they need to put on that mask of being the tough person and like, yell, 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 because they think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's, I don't think that's the way. Yeah. I don't. I think there's some athletes that respond to that. I was probably one of those athletes Me that would ate that up, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, we're going to yell that. Yeah, yeah, sweet, hardcore. <laughs> but that's not like 90% of these athletes aren't like that. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. It's nothing that's game changing. It's treating your athletes like humans because they're humans, you know, yeah. and talking to them and like, what are their interests? How are they like, you know, relating yeah. to them. Right. And dude, I was thinking about this the other day. Well, actually just now when you said it, like, maybe the only reason why I liked getting yelled at is because I could take it and a lot of other people couldn't. So maybe I liked it because like, I, cause I didn't enjoy getting yelled at. I never did. I don't think anyone does. I don't feel like it's probably ever the best method of communication, mm -hmm. but I just, I just handled it better than a lot of people. So I guess I could, I liked it for that reason. Mm -hmm. Cause it allowed me to excel and which is terrible because it should, you should want everyone to excel. But yeah. I excelled. So, but I don't even think it's like really ever the best way to go about it. it and it, this is uh, Jam uh, Jam Blakely was on this. Um, I hope I'm saying his last name right, but he was on this podcast with Dave Tate, and he's like, he was talking about coaches that just sit there and scream at your athletes. Yeah. And he was like, they're less than worthless. He's like, not only did Negative. you not find a way to unlock that athlete, you put them down, yeah. and then they had to find it themselves. He's like. That you could have left that athlete in the weight room alone and he could have found it himself. Like, yeah. he's still finding himself, like, yelling and screaming at that athlete. Like, that's not doing anything. And I'm yeah. just like, and it was funny because he's like, you are less than worthless. He's like, yeah. you're not a good coach. And he, he's big in the psychology and he's like, he, he's dug into, like, all these dog studies. He's like, it doesn't even work with dogs. No. He's like, you know, it's yeah, like, dude. that negative, that reinforce, none of that is good. Like, yeah. it never works. It's never the best way. So, never. like, he's like, it's tougher not to yell, but. You're, that's your job. Right. Your job is to get the best out of this athlete. So yeah. do your freaking job. Even a guy like like Jocko, like who's the toughest guy like in the world. <laughs> like he doesn't yell at people. He doesn't mm -hmm. yell at people. Like <laughs> he always says that business officials bring him in, and they're like, I can't wait for you to come in and straighten my guys out and straighten them up and show them the way. And he's like. Well, I'm not coming in to yell at your people. Like that's not how I do my thing. Mm -hmm. That's not how I lead. It's like, 
Yeah, that's the that's, baddest dude saying that. That's awesome that you said that because I had a similar conversation during uh, one of the interviews with uh, a coach for one of my strength conditioning positions. Um, and he was talking about one of these, one of the strength coaches that he really likes. He's like, yeah, they yell all the time. It just seems to work. And I was like, that's, that's not how it works. He's like, that, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. Maybe you get the appearance of that athlete being scared and like running away and you get them to do a set. And what about those other four sets where you're not there and you're not able to yell, you yeah. know, like, what are you getting out of that athlete? What are you yeah. truly getting out of that athlete? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's not true. Like, I mean, that's, that's one of the truths of communication is like, that's never the best option. No, never. And not that you can't yell, like, you got to bring energy, man. Yeah. got to bring energy, but you just don't want to be putting people down. Yeah. Yeah. There's no purpose to that. No, no purpose. Back to the book. Synergy means that 1 plus 1 may equal 8, 16, or even 2,000. The synergistic position of high-trust procedures solution... The synergistic position of high-trust produces solutions better than any originally proposed, and all parties know it. Furthermore, they generally enjoy the creative enterprise, and many cultures form to satisfy in and of itself. And what they're saying here is the results and the process are better when you're producing it this way. It's not just a result, it's not just a process, not just one way, but both are better mm -hmm. when you're communicating with your person and you're doing it together rather yeah. than giving somebody a duty, yelling at a person, you know, like putting that person down, creating those ranks, that type of thing. Like, when you're doing it together, that person has that buy-in. Not only is that process going to be better and lead to something greater, the result is also going to be better. For sure. No doubt. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. The results in the process are both greater when everyone's working together. Even though I, I hate that analogy you use this just because it's, like, not true. One plus one is not, cannot, in the realm of the world, equal eight. But, like, I get what he's trying to come across with. Back to the book. How much negative energy, and to preface this, where Greg and I are about to get called out, so let's dig in. How much negative energy is typically expended when people try to solve problems or make decisions in an interdependent reality? How much time is spent in confessing other people's sins, politicking, with rivalry, inter interpersonal conflict, protecting one's backside, masterminding, and second-guessing? It's like trying to drive down the road with one foot on the gas and the other foot on the brake. And instead of trying to take your foot off the brake, most people give it more gas. Then they try to apply more pressure, more logical information to strengthen their position. And this is something I think not only Greg and I, but almost every guy on this planet is probably... Yeah, guys especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, guilty of. Yeah. And he brings up a, a story later in here is... Uh, husband and wife are having like marriage problems, communication problems, and the husband is like talking to the wife. He's like, "Just give me a specific thing to do, like a task. Like, how can I make this marriage better?" And the wife's like, "Well, like it's just a feeling." And what he's talking about in here is just the huge communication gap of the guy just wants to do and like put the gas pedal on, and the girl's like, "That's not how any of this works." Yeah. Like, and trying to find a communication bridge between that. Yeah. Yeah. I love how the guy is just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I do? Like, it's all I need. It's, I, I just do it. That's what I do. It's, I'm a guy. It's what I do. That's what I, I feel like I'm always like all the time. Yeah. Like if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm wasting life. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's so hard. And, and dude, that's uh, like Coach K, when he 
our junior year, no, our senior year, when he was giving the speech about obstacles and how a million miles an hour through the obstacle is away. Yeah. Like, that's, for me, absolutely. Like, always. And I loved, I loved, so I loved that yeah. pregame speech and everything yeah. about it. And it was super funny because somebody's like, well, you could also just step around the obstacle. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't even, like, I was so locked <laughs> in. I was like, we're running through that obstacle. Like, yeah. we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. And this guy just, like, took a step back and had that perspective. He's like, well, you could probably just walk around that obstacle, too. Yeah. It would be way easier. Yeah. And that was, but I, I think it goes back to, is like, realizing that communication pattern and realizing yeah. yourself of when do you need to yeah. apply more gas or when is it as simple as just, taking your foot off the brake, yeah. you know, and almost taking that step back to take like, those four steps forward, you know? Yeah, dude. Like not the, trying to be almost a meathead with your oh, life. Especially with weightlifting for me. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill Greg. I'm especially with weightlifting with yeah, Greg. I'm the worst. I just don't rest. I hate resting. I hate it. It's, like, my least favorite thing to do. Yeah, so... um. Which, cause that, but that's weakness. Like that's my own weakness in getting in my head. And, and this is, I mean, saying? this is this is the biggest speech that I give the athletes is like, the two hours that you get to train, like those are the fun hours. Like everybody's yeah. talking about the grind, the two hour grind. Like we worked out today. I'm like bullshit, dude. Like yeah. that's your freaking fun time. That's your time you get to go in, better yourself, and get after it. You know what the hard time is? Those other twenty two hours where you're stuck by yourself. Yeah. And you're supposed to focus on that recovery what and like dumbass deload week. This is the stupidest yeah. thing of, of all time. Like, so so Greg want to get out. Greg Greg has a max week next week, and I knew he had a, I, like he has a deload week. And uh, his roommate sends me a video of him doing bear crawls on the field, and I text Greg. I'm like, Hey Greg, you got a deload week. He didn't know I got this video, but Greg, you got a deload week. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I got a deload week. I'm like, Uh huh, you know, huh? You're doing fucking bear crawls on the field. I got a video of you doing it. I just gotta get after it, dude. I just, I know it's so, it's just, it's, it's mental. It's a mental thing because it's my own mental weakness that I think like, oh, I'm not getting better if I'm not pushing myself to the absolute limit. It's like, no, man, yeah, rest. Yeah, and it's the, it's the tough part because a lot of people struggle with getting the work in. They're really good at the rest, yeah. you know. So like, you you live in a culture where everybody's pushing the work, work, work because yeah. nobody does it. Yeah. And you live in that culture, so like that's all you hear. Right. But most people that are this one percent of people that are in the work, 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 like they need the other <laughs> realm of it. But there's yeah. that's not in the culture, you know. So you're yeah. fighting the culture. You're fighting your own like yeah. glasses of everything. And well, and it's also um, I think we. I have this thing. It's like I. If you are, let's say, you're crushing it, mm -hmm. you're. I, you have momentum. You want to keep that momentum. At least mm -hmm. I do. And I feel like when I rest, I take a deal a week, then I've got to regenerate that momentum back up again. And and, um, and that can be hard. And uh, and I don't want to ever fall out of that momentum and get fat and slow again and mentally weak, you know. Mm -hmm. But no, but it's... That probably Especially, goes back to that mental fortitude of having exactly. to believe in yourself. Exactly. Of like, I'm not going to lose that momentum because exactly. I've proven to myself that I haven't, you know? Right. And that's the way forward. Yeah. That's, and that's the way forward for sure. And it was good to, like, realize that of now you know the next step. Yeah, right, you know? right. But, I, I mean, I'm saying this about his lifting, but I'm looking at myself. I'm doing the same thing with, like, the business. Yeah. I am an idiot with it of the yeah. same way. Yeah, you don't sleep. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, pushing forward in that regard to where yeah. – it, again, probably maybe you take the foot out the gas and 
or take the foot off the brake and maybe you don't have to press down on the gas so hard mm-hmm. and you work on other things, maybe you're more productive in other aspects of your life right. and the business and like everything's taken off better by not just being a meathead and going yeah. like straight forward through everything. Maybe we step yeah. around that obstacle yeah. and we sleep, you know, yeah. maybe we don't drink a bunch of caffeine at <laughs> 9 p.m., you know. Jeez, oh, it's on that now. <laughs> All right. All right. Do we have any more? Back to the book we do. Is it logical that two people can disagree and that both can be right? It's not logical. It's psychological. And it's very real. You see the young lady. I see the old woman. We're both looking at the same picture. And both of us are right. We both see the same black lines, the same white spaces. But we interpret them differently because we've been conditioned to interpret them differently. Mm -hmm. This is referencing, um, I'm sure, anybody who's... A lot of people have seen this. It's one of those optical illusions where you look at it and in one angle it looks like an old lady um and another angle you can see like a young woman um and he's referencing that photo and he's saying like you're both right like it's it's easy to you both can have a different perspective and both be right yeah and understanding that is tough Mm -hmm. you know like yeah understanding that person and really realizing that that person is actually seeing that, you know? I think a lot of times, instead of thinking that person actually seeing that, we're thinking that person's almost deceiving or lying to yeah. us or like just wrong, you know? Just like, wrong. and that's probably not right. They're, they have a belief and they're seeing right. what they see, you know? Like they're not lying, they're not deceiving and they're not wrong. Yep. It's their truth, you know? And you gotta fight your truth with their truth. You don't have to fight it. Like you can yeah. accept both truths, you exactly. know? Exactly, yeah. And get synergistic result and move forward. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Back to the book for our last part. The relationship of the parts is also the power in creating a synergistic culture inside a family or an organization. The more genuine the involvement, the more sincere and sustained the participation in analyzing and solving problems, the greater the release of everyone's creativity and of other commitments to what they create. This, I'm convinced, is the essence of the power in the Japanese approach to business, which has changed the world marketplace. Synergy works. It's a correct principle. It is the crowning achievement of all the previous habits. It is the effectiveness in an interdependent reality. It is teamwork. It is team building, develop, de- developments of unity and creativity with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Synergy works. It's a correct principle. <laughs> aggressive, Mr. Ag- aggressive. Covey. But I love this point because he brings it up at the beginning of the book. Is like. None of this is groundbreaking. None of this is like his idea to change the world. It's like his whole point of this book is like these are the seven habits that they're the truth. Mm-hmm. Like you can choose not to see them, but they're there. Yeah. And if you're not living your life according to these, like it's just going to punch you in the face. He's yeah. like, that's his whole like, because there's, I think it's like 100 pages of this book that are not even a habit. It's just explaining like, this isn't me being the genius you know like this isn't me solving all these world problems this is me telling you these are the things that are true and either you realize them or you live a shitty life you know exactly. like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's how he puts it yeah and he's right too it's it's it, if you don't live your life this way you will have pain and suffering and it'll be miserable yeah and the last part of this book is so how do you do that 
and if you surround yourself with people that you like you feel like you're gonna get walked all over if you do this you feel like other people are gonna push you like you're not gonna fit in he's like how do you do this and he's like it starts with yourself your own internal synergy is completely within your circle you can control it you can respect both sides of your own nature the analytical side and the creative side you can value the difference between them and use that difference to catalyze creativity you can be synergistic within yourself even in the midst of very difficult situations you don't have to take insults personally you can sidestep negative energy you can look for the good in the others and utilize that good as different as it may be to improve your point of view and to enlarge your perspective you can exercise the courage in interdependent situations to be open to express your ideas, your feelings, and your experiences in a way that will encourage others to be open also. Mm. I think this is goes back to bringing other people out of that crab bucket. No, uh, it, it goes to that story of like this crab's trying to crawl, crawl out of the crab bucket and all the crabs are pulling him down mm-hmm. uh, instead of maybe one crab crawls out. And now all these crabs can escape, but rather than escape, they're worried about themselves and just pulling everybody down. And it goes back to... If you want to change the world, it starts with you. You want to make it better, make yourself better. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to inspire other people. And they're going to realize, wow, this person's open. I can be open. And it changes their life. You know, like mm-hmm. every single action you take is making the world closer to heaven or hell. We repeat it over and over again because it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're not doing it, nobody's doing it. You nobody's know? doing it. Yeah. I love that. Um, I've been listening to way too much podcast about these asteroids and how they have hit earth and caused mass extinctions and there's there's two guys that really have advocated this and have studied the history on it and like they're the only ones advocating for money going into it the only ones in the world it's like that's really amazing it's like yeah well who else is gonna do it yeah like they're the only two like okay well we gotta do it then it's like that's wow yeah like and- do it, man. Yeah. Whatever the cause is that you want to fight for, you have to saying it to myself as much as I am to anybody who's listening. Is just do it. And it, it's if not you, like yeah, who then? No one's you know, like do who, it. who, who, who. You have this idea in your head. <laughs> you have this passion in your head. Like if you're not gonna do it, nobody's like. It goes back to that fear, like people just dying with those dreams. Because if you don't do that dream. Nobody is ever going to have access to that dream again. Nobody's ever going to have access to your potential, your talents again. That's another thing, like, I've been telling myself a lot is, like, based off reading this Jordan Peterson thing, this is kind of my new thing. It's like, I've been given talents. Every single person is giving talents. What? Why waste? Like, you're responsible for fulfilling these talents and, like, growing them and spreading it to the world. If you're not doing that, like, whoever gave you these talents, whoever you decide to believe in, like, whatever that is you're basically shitting on them. Like they gave yeah. you something to unlock the world, to fulfill the world with. And you're deciding, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I know better than you, you know, like yeah. I'm going to stay in my bubble. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like then what, what was the point? Yeah. What was the point of life? What was the point of you being, you being given this talent, you being given this thought, you being given this dream. What was the point of it? Yeah. <laughs> That's heavy. Yeah. I, it's something that I, I started to read and I was like, I really, really like, I don't know. It, it hit deep with me. I was like, it's so true. Cause for a long time, I, to me, I've been felt like I've naturally been given a little bit of a leadership, like just role in my life, you know, like the big guy, you know, like just somebody that probably should naturally be able to be a leader. Somebody that naturally should be able to communicate with people. Uh, 
my dad's the biggest swooner ever. Like, you know, like I have these talents and I just decided to like for a long part of my life, just shut them down, you know, and not do them. And like, I look back and I'm like realizing like there's a re there's a reason for everything Like you're did, you were given this for a reason. Yeah. Why don't grow? Why don't you grow in that regard? Why don't you put these talents out to the world right. and do something with it? Why waste it? Amen. I mean, you're making the world more like hell every day you do it. Yeah. It's not just affecting yourself. That was another thing. I yeah. Loved. Like, it's not just affecting you. you oh, dude. You being selfish is dude, affecting every single person. I think it's insane, too. Like, even the thing that you're, you're affecting your mom is creating her own floral business now. And that's something she wanted to do her whole life. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's such a testament to what you've been able to do. Like, I don't know how much of it is, like, a result of your action, but, like, that's that's insane like that you've had an impact like that on someone on yeah but for me it's somebody had an impact on me you know and that's i think that goes to our point of who are you going to have that impact on because if you're not leading if you're not doing that you, you have no clue the power you have to change somebody's freaking life to have them pursue their passion because you did yeah. it's not just about you yeah, none of this is about you like I'm pursuing my passion and none of it's about me you know like it's somebody else is going to get something out of this you know because I got that from somebody else I got this passion from like Coach Herm Coach Caruso people that really inspired that light in me yeah. I, had, I, had, I didn't have that in myself you know before they brought it Yeah, and they don't understand that impact that they had on me and they probably had people above them mm -hmm. you know like it's, it's not about you no. you were given those talents to give to somebody else that's right Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. I think we can close with that. I like it. That was excellent. Good stuff. Um, so, Austin. Who? What? We, we want to start kind of highlighting clients that are crushing it and use this as part of the podcast where we're uh, kind of just kind of give a shout out to somebody who's been dominating and kicking ass, um, making a lot of progress, making a lot of gains, and try to just build up a little bit of community and, and give people something to kind of work for and work towards and earn a little shout out, maybe a little Instagram post, uh, get a little social media attention. Get a little buzz yeah. going, yeah. get that clout. Yeah. Kids are saying. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin, who, who's been kind of dominating in these last two weeks? Um, so not two weeks. He joined last Thursday. Um, but his name is Brandon Miller. He's from Hamlin. He's um, he's gonna be a senior there. Um, but I've really enjoyed working with him. He's he had a bunch of hamstring problems um the last couple of years, and just looking at him is something that frustrates me. Is like I, it's this isn't groundbreaking stuff. I'm not a genius by any regard. Yeah. But within looking at him for ten minutes, you could realize why he has hamstring problems. Yeah. And I communicated why he's having these hamstring problems with him, and he looked like this is like holy crap, this is information that's gold and like I've never heard this before. And that frustrated me a little bit because like this dude's four years into a collegiate program yeah. and has never been told any of this. And like it's, again, it's not, I am not saying anything huge here. This is nothing that I am noticing that is like I have coach's eye or anything like yeah. big. You know, it's common movement faults that yeah. can be easily fixed. Hip flexors, like a tight hip flexor, an anterior pelvic tilt that he's never been told about. <laughs> and in his running and I was like come on like frustrating me but anyways 
being able to help him with this stuff and just like putting him into a hip flexor stretch and he's like oh my god like it changed his life he's like this is ridiculous like I've never felt like this and so it's been cool to see him like actually stick to that and crush it and like I'm looking forward to see like him healthy yeah. you know like that he's talking about like he's always whenever he's played like it's awesome it's just it's always something and like when you look at it it's like it's pretty straight like a lot there's a lot of injuries that are hard like there's a lot of injuries that are hard like why that happened breaking down there's a lot of really really complex things yeah movement pattern wise this was not one of those yeah. and it's just something to be able to like give him right away yeah and it's like see the import like yeah. improvement right away so it's been awesome to see him like just crush this and like yeah. he joined on last week of just off word of mouth so that was cool too that he like took the leap of faith of like Somebody told him, and he's like, all right, I'm going to trust it. He, we didn't have any connection at all before that, so he's just like, I'm trusting this guy. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's a big leap, so that was cool to see, too. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Good job, Brandon. Brandon? Brandon. Yep, Brandon. Brandon. Yep. Good work, man. It's awesome. Yep. Get those hamstrings right. Get those hammies right, baby. Yeah. Hamstring week. Yeah. yeah. When's the next in Amy Tuesday? Um, well, we'll film our next one on Wednesday. So we film every Wednesday, but oh. we produce it. We drop them every Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. What's coming up this week? This week, so this week it's gonna be, um, this is a technique tip Tuesday. So this is a speed one. Mm. And then next week it's gonna be uh, delt. Mm. The delt, baby. The delt. The yeah. wings. The wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Greg, let's talk about the week. You yeah. mentioned earlier it was a struggle on the podcast. You talked about it. It was hard. Yeah. Um, but you also mentioned the cabin, so like you had like you had the valleys and the mountains this week. I did. Yeah. I don't know if you can call it a cabin a, a mountain. But it was, I mean, it was more just enjoyment. Fun. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, wouldn't call it a mountain. It was fun. It was good. Um, but yeah, the week was tough. Um, work's just tough, and it's just been a grind to try and figure out the next step. Because every time I feel like I've got something figured out, I just feel like I kind of get kicked in the face and shown like, yeah, it's probably not what I want to be doing. But it's all part of the process. And it's just keep taking that step each day. Yeah. Right. And I wrote out a plan, and I'm working through this damn plan to try and figure out what I want to do, and I love it. Like, even just having that plan and taking even baby steps on that plan just gives me so much hope. and and I'm able to figure stuff out that I've gone. So Yeah, well, I, I want to bring up something here is I think you getting kicked in the face so many times when you get, like, what you want, it's going to be feel so much better than if yeah. you had just, like, right away, like, got your job. You know, like, yeah, you could have been like, oh, this yeah. is cool. But now you're going to be able to look back and, like, yeah. if you ever get complacent at the new job that you like or the new thing that you like, you, you can look back and, like, dude, look what it took to get here and look, yeah. like, how that path, you know? Like, you have a path Exactly. Now. Like, it's just been six months of just constant like kick in the face kick in the face kick in the face like and I just keep getting up and it's not any bit easier to get up any time any other time sometimes it's harder sometimes sometimes it gets even harder but um, yeah it'll be good I'm, I'm excited man I'm excited for what the future holds yeah it's fun it's like the path is jagged really really jagged but it, it's, it's worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, like that's what I. That's why I want to like express to you is like I I know like the feeling of like yeah. 
being in there, being somewhere you don't want to be, uh, and being in a spot you don't want to be. But when you reach a spot that you do want to be in something that you do want to do, like if you didn't have that, you don't have freaking Valley, like it's not going to feel as good. You know, like if you were just, if you're feeling, you just got lucky. Yeah. If you got lucky or something like that, you know, then it's not, it's not going to feel fulfilling or good. And you're not able to ever look back. And if you get lucky, like, if you get lucky, eventually you're going to get unlucky too, exactly, you know, and yeah. then you have nothing to back that up. But if you yeah. worked your ass off and you went through everything that's like beating the shit out of you, yeah. then you're going to keep and rise. You know, yeah, exactly. that's how I look at it anyways. I agree. I agree. And it's been, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. There's just some days where I don't know if I can keep going, but you can <clears throat> definitely. And I have been able to. <coughs> Weightlifting, been good. Have front squat this week. I need a rest. Didn't get a lot of sleep over the weekend because I went and visited my buddy's lake house. We had way too much fun. Um, in one of my favorite areas in the world, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. It's beautiful, just beautiful lake, beautiful homes. Little, a um, lot of hills, a lot of rolling hills. The water is just beautiful. Um, love it man i love that area been going there for years and i it was just it was wonderful to go there um and then what else what else did i want to do oh um starting back up with jiu-jitsu this week should be good and then yeah he's wearing a new yoke of strength t-shirt yeah <laughs> busting it out yeah and then guitar band practice oh yeah too so yeah, it's good. Everything's When's good. You, when are you guys for sure going to be? We're going to play, we're playing out at a brewery. They have like 15 minute time slots where yep. anybody can go play. We're going to go play at the end of July. End of July? Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be sick. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be just 15 minutes, but it'll Still. be good. I'm terrified. I am really terrified of playing in front of people. Really? Terrified. Deathified. I, my first, when I was little, I played guitar briefly when I was younger and I had... We had we had two shows and I almost didn't do one of the shows. I almost didn't go in. Really? I, I almost told my mom like I'm I'm not going in. Yeah, no, I'm terrified of it. You play in front of us a lot. Yeah, not but not well. I always fuck up and really? I, I don't play anything smooth and I get so nervous and yeah, no. So it's 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 really pushing me. So it's good. I like it. Yeah. Um. What about you, Austin? Uh, today we just got done dominating a softball tournament. Yeah. Me. Uh. Me, David Danhauer, uh, Jackson Hall, uh, kind of, we put the team on our back. Uh, <laughs> we, we showed up. We, we dominated. We did. We're out. We, we're building for Gilman Days, big tournament coming up. Um, but yeah, we showed up today. It was it was good to see. It was funny because we <laughs> just these athletes walking on a field with people that they've worked at this sport for so long that like we're on an evil playing like we're on an even yeah. playing field with like these 40 year old dads it's so funny <laughs> just like we're the same skill level but we're so much more athletic but they're yeah. so much like just better at the sport than yeah. us so like it's funny to see it like even out yeah like, it is just these people that they should not have any business doing anything <laughs> athletic with you but they've sworn by this sport and they worked at the sport you know like yeah. there's a reason they're good at it it's, oh, it's yeah. just funny to see but that was a ton of fun today. It was fun to just like relax a little bit. I'm behind on a lot of shit. I probably shouldn't have done it, but I just needed a little little decompression. Yeah. You know, a little bit of taking Dude, away. Dude, you from... love softball. I do. I can't. I, I don't, it's crazy. I didn't know how popular it was up here. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just 
like we be talking about like our small town of all all we had was softball fields, softball yeah. field, church, and a bar. You know, yeah, right. didn't want to go to the bar. You know, yeah. so like we played softball all the time. It's just been a part of growing up and like hanging out. So it's always been like, and then it's also another way for me to compete. You know, like yeah. just get out there and get after it again for without sure. ruining yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it was a blast. That was that was something fun. Operation Marcus has been going awesome. Training with the boys. Uh, super so much better to have a community back to lift with uh, yeah. over the last probably like seven months of just lifting by myself not even seven months probably last three to four years of just like lifting by myself like mm-hmm. even when it's with a team like i don't know just finally having a group again together it feels a little bit like high school again to where yeah. like you have somebody holding you accountable like the other day you're just pouring out and we had 100 tire flips and there's no way in hell we would have went out there if it was us ourselves, you know, like, yeah. we were like, oh, it's raining, we'll do something else. And we just hyped each other out. And like, Ricardo's one of the guys that trains with us and his big thing is just great, greatness waits for no man. So he just shouted greatness waits for no man and sprinted outside in this freaking rainstorm and we flipped a hundred tires. It was, it's badass. It was fun. It was a ton of fun. So yeah. that's an awesome group to be a part of. It's just energy wise. And again, it's suit. I really like it too for me is because like, if something business-wise popped up, usually I'd super prioritize that business right now over training. But like now I have that time slot to where it's like, I really got to get my shit done because I don't have a choice. Like I, yeah. I can't, can't, back out can't do like a 20 minute lift today. I'm doing this operation with them. I committed to them. Like we're doing this. Yeah, so. that's dope. That's been fun. Uh, we had the grand opening this weekend. That was yeah, how thing. was that? That was a ton of fun. Yeah. What did you guys do for that? Uh, we had a gun show challenge, so 100 empty barbell curls, 100 push downs for time. Uh, it was just fun to see like everybody come in, and there's so many people that just kind of like they saw like the meatheads hop up. So like a lot of people like didn't do it because they were scared of these like monsters just curling the bar and pushing down. But it was fun just to like show people at gym, uh, talk to people, um, yeah. people that like have been interested in seeing and interested in joining and. Doing it, it was fun. Got a yeah. bunch of new gear from Josh and got to show him that. So cool. It was a blast. How many people did you have come through here? Probably like thirty total. Thirty total. Yeah, Dang. it was fun. It's good. Yeah, I had a training session with Fran the man after. So it was good. Nice. That's great. Um, and then shoot, anything else? Anything else you care to share? That's it. Yeah. Just pushing forward. Yeah, that's right. Chopping. Chopping. Um. And then advertisements, of course, Ghost Fit. Um, Yoakum just got a bunch of new apparel in. Pretty nice. Got a t-shirt on right now. It's really comfortable. <laughs> um, I don't even know what you, what this material is called, but it's very comfortable and fits very nicely, so I think you should get some. Um, so Josh, you can buy it here at the gym, and you can also buy it online at ghostfit.com. The links are on the yoakumstrength.com website which is your one-stop shop for everything that Austin can provide for you. Um, you can go there and buy a program, and you can go there to read Austin's blog posts, which are surprisingly really well-written for someone who wasn't educated in any sort of English or business degree. That's not so. The content is there. <laughs> there, there is some grammar. Oh. Not so. There's a lot of grammar issues. So. <laughs> I, I, we got the content figured out. Content's <laughs> we, great. We, content's never been the issue. It's the it's the the grammar <laughs> big weakness on our part that we're trying to attack. That's all right. 
but we're not known to be grammar guys. <laughs> not at all. No. Um, yeah, yokumstrength.com. And then as a, I don't even know what you'd want to call this, but uh, a teaser. Supplements. Um, be on the lookout. And, you know, supplement industry sucks. Nothing's clean. You don't know what's in it. Um, you don't really know what you're getting when you purchase a supplement. But um, I'm not going to really say who, what, or when, but there's in, there's supplements in the works, and they are going to be good. Yeah. it's it. All it is is what you need. Yep. And um, with that, thanks for listening. Keep chopping wood.